Museum of the Moving Image welcomes you to the Pinewood Dialogues Online, an archive of conversations with innovative creative figures in film, television, and digital media. Visit Museum of the Moving Image in New York City or online at www.movingimage.us. Please welcome the great director, Wang Kar Wai. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Well, congratulations. And uh, I, we're, I'm glad you survived the shoot. It looked like a grueling shoot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like uh, we shot for 22 months, over three years. But um, it's hard, but it's a lot of fun. Could you talk about the, the, the first scene is so extraordinary, that first action scene. I just was tr- thinking about what that must have been like to film. And I, I understand that you spent... Uh, about a month just on that scene is that true yeah because uh that's the first action scene for tony actually we this is not the first scene we shot in the film but that's the first scene for tony because we shot most of the northern parts before that and 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 the reason why we have to move to the north because uh tony broke his arms uh during rehearsal before the first day of shooting <laughs> so we have to go to the to the north in the winter, and we have to shot in the train station scenes. You know, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a very far away train stations in uh, in north in Shenyang, and we shot there for two months. Mm. And each night is like uh, minus twenties. <laughs> and then uh, after winter, we have to go back to the south because uh, Tony just recovered. Mm-hmm. And it become uh, summer, and summer in 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 the south, it's extremely hot. I, I re- so, yeah. so that's why we we put some <laughs> rains there, because okay. otherwise it would be too hot. And uh, we all know, like uh, Tony is a very good actor. We we know he he have been doing like uh, parts in uh, every like range, but this is his first action film, Kung Fu film, so-called. And I think for most of the audience, they will consider like, well, we all know Tony is a very good actor, but can he fight? So this is the question. So we have to make it right. And, and, and Tony is like over ready. He's like uh, dying to, this, to do, do these scenes because this is something that he wants to prove to himself that he can make it. And so we, we have this action scene, but he always wants to know, like at the end, who's going to fight with him. <laughs> and I said, well, you will know by then. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so the, the, the first day on set, um, he has to deal with all this, like, um, like uh, the, 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 um, the action team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, he's having fun. And later... Like uh, a few days later, he keep asking, who's the guy who's going to be the last one that I'm going to fight with? And I said, well, you know tonight. Hmm. And then that night on set, he realized it's Kun Lee. He's like the, the world champion of MMA. <laughs> and he looked at me, and I look at him, and then <laughs> and we have to shoot. And because I think it's, uh, if he can manage Kun, I think he can manage everything. And I think he, he, he did it um, very nice and uh, very convincing. I heard he actually broke his arm twice. Yeah. That he, because he, he broke it and then decided he was... He become fu- a habit, you know. 
The problem is because he's not a, a like he don't have like a, a, a martial art background, and he has to start practicing at the age of forty-seven. And so we have a lot of protection for for Tony on set during shooting. So we have like pad and everything, but those pads are actually very hot, and um, so he always have problems. During rehearsal, because during rehearsal, there's no pads or it's more relaxed, and sometimes it's because it's too relaxed, so it, it the accident happens. Hmm. Uh, I read this, and I'm curious if it's if it's um, the case, but that you got the idea for this film, um, or the idea was sparked maybe by seeing a, a, a magazine with Bruce Lee on the cover when you were in Argentina doing Happy Together. Is that true? Or is that something? No, it's, it's basically not, not the idea, but it's something that re- reminds me because I, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Bruce Lee, and, but he died in 90, uh, 1974, mm-hmm. which is 40 years ago. And in 1996, I shot a film called Happy Together in Argentina. And uh, I, we actually shot in a train station, big train stations in Buenos Aires. And we, s- we have a setup, so Crystal needs some time to do the, the setups, the lighting and everything. So I just walk around, and normally I just walk to those like uh, 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 magazine stands. I, among all these covers, I saw two Chinese faces. One is Chairman Mao, the other one is Bruce Lee. <laughs> and it's very strange because among this this magazine stores, this magazine they they have like covers of Ronald Reagan. It's not the the, the president Ronald Reagan, but the Hollywood star, and like Che Guevara and and John F. Kennedy. So it's basically <laughs> it's like a a, a a place where you you sell like t shirts for tourists, and and it's not for like his uh, like uh, historical students or no, it's like students of history. It's basically for young people, so you can see that like Bruce Lee is almost like an icon. And I'm 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 very surprised because it's like almost like twenty years he passed twenty years he's passed away and he still have this charisma. Mm. And later on, like uh, uh, I went back to Hong Kong, and uh, I have a chance to 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 uh, met with uh, the family of uh, Yip Man mm. and the Grandmaster. And uh, actually, I'm very curious. Like, well, we we all know Bruce Lee, but who's the one that? Uh, trains him who's his master because when we look at all these interviews and books from Bruce Lee he talked a lot about his masters Yip Man and basically a lot of his inspirations came from Yip Man so, and, and um, I have a meeting with the family and they show me one a home movie you can find that footage on YouTube now but at that point it's basically something like a secret mm. the, the, the shot the whole movie actually is a, is a like a 88 millimeters shot three days before he passed away, hmm. and you can see in this because we we saw this uh, short film in their living room. They they put on a like a, a, a sheet and then we just project it, and you can see in the, in this short film the grandmaster is was in his seventies. He was very sick, skinny, almost like a chopsticks. Mm. And he's in his uh, pajamas, and what he's doing there, he was actually doing um, a demonstrations of the Wing Chun uh, uh, dummy combinations. It's very legendary because it, it's basically the the core technique 
of the Wing Chun Compact style. So, and a lot of people have spent, uh, offered him a lot of money, including Bruce Lee, for like to ask him to do this demonstration for them. But he said, well, well I'm not going to do, the, do it for money. If I have to do it, I have to do it to all my students. So, when we look at this, this uh, short film, and during this demonstration, at one point, it become very emotional because the grandmaster stopped uh, in front of this uh, um, the, the wooden dummy, and we don't see his face, but we we actually saw him like uh, leaning on this dummy and just stop for a few seconds. It's either he's too tired or he's or he forgot the whole combinations, and I just start thinking why he has to do this. Mm. Like at the end of his life, mm. and 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 later on, I realized this is what he intended to do. He just kept his promise. He wanted to keep his technique to the future generations. Mm. And um, I always want to make a, a kung fu film, but there's so many kung fu film made before me, and so I have to find my angles. Because of this short film, I find my angles. Because uh, of all the uh, kung fu film made before this. Mostly, they are about who's the best fighter, or about the revenge, and and because of this short film, I find the angle is about the legacy. There's in 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 the martial art world, there's a saying: is you have to keep the fire burn, keep the light burning, and that means you have to carry on to pass your skill to the next generations, and that's a commitment as a martial artist. And it is a commitment because there's in the long history of Chinese martial art, there's so many great fighters, but only few can be called a grandmaster. To be a grandmaster, you need to have the technique, you need to have the vision, but at the end, most important, you need to have the generosities to share your skill with the future generations. And there's also a sense that you have of martial arts not being so much about competition, but about a kind of character, spiritual growth. I mean, you seem to have an idea about what mar- what's important about martial arts. In a film, there's there's a scene with uh, with uh, the old grandmaster speaking to his students. It's like, what is the nature of a knife? It's not to to kill, but to conceal. I think this is the philosophy of most of the Chinese martial art, uh, artists. Because I, I spent three years on the road to interview uh, mm. many Greek martial artists, and and I realized the more established they are, um, the more humble they are. Mm. Because they, in a traditional sense, martial art is not sports. It's not yoga. It's not something that can give you like long life. It's a weapon. It kills. So they've been very, very careful in saying that, well, it takes three years to find a good master, but at the same time, it took more than three years to find a good student. Because you have to, to make sure that uh, you pass on these techniques to the right persons. How, did, uh, how has your approach to filmmaking changed by the fact that you were dealing with... Um historical information you were dealing with a real person and and real information you wanted to convey um you know you're known as being a filmmaker who's very um free in in your imagination so i'm wondering if if dealing with the all the you talked about um the research 
and preparation you did. I'm just wondering how this might have affected your approach. Well, I, I, first of all, I have to tell you that it's like um, to make this film is, for me is like a dream come true. Mm. I was grown up on the streets full of like martial arts school. But I was never allowed to, to practice martial art because in those days, you can imagine those schools. It's not like all this like karate school or, or like uh, taekwondo uh, dojo today. There's no like big windows. There's no white uh, uniforms. They are normally very dark and mysterious, and they are all, sometimes they associate with triads. So no parents will will encourage the kids <laughs> to to practice martial arts. And in a film, there's a scene at the end of the film with the kids, this uh, um, standing outside the 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 place where Yip Man um, taught uh, Wing Chun. And looking uh, like uh, intensely inside, full of curiosities, and that kid could be Bruce Lee, and that kid could be me. Mm-hmm. And it is always my dreams. I just want to to walk through that door to find out what's so special, what's so mysterious about like um, Chinese martial art. And with this film, I pass walk past this door, and I I find it very very like um, satisfying. And can you talk a bit about how the um, historical backdrop also interested you? Because so many of your films are about transitions, you know, historical transition and moving from one period to another, and this is very much has that. One thing that really intrigued me about uh, the story of Yip Man is not only because he's the master of uh, Bruce Lee, but also his life story. Because first of all, he's not a typical fighter. He's not someone who make his living by teaching, like uh, martial arts, or he's not intended to be a martial artist. He was uh, brought up um, to be a businessman. Hmm. He came from a very rich family. At that time, it's almost like an aristocratic, uh, like a uh, uh, environment for him. He's an aristocrat. And um, and one thing is when you look at the, the life story of Yip Man, he was born in a time when China is still a monarchy, and then he went through the like the early republics, uh, the civil war, the the Japanese invasion, and then the second civil war, and then ended up in Hong Kong, which by then was a British colonies. I think when we look at his life story, the time he went through basically is. The history of like the, the 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 early days of our republics. Hmm. Uh, could you talk about the? Uh, it was somewhat unique in that you uh, sort of at the same time were making two different versions of the film. Could you talk about the different? Um, ver- you know, the the edit that we're seeing here, the version is is different than the version released throughout China. Well, it's because we we have uh, an obligations to. Um, for the for the American release, we have to make commit to make a film uh, not longer than two hours, and the international version actually is two hours and seven minutes. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is very easy to cut like seven minutes out of the film, but but I don't want to do that because I think for each of these versions, they are built in a certain structures which is so delicate that. It, it, you can't just simply take out a few frames or, or make it shorter and to present so-called shorter versions. 
and I have to to rebuild the structures so uh, to tell the story in a in a more linear way and to replace some of the scenes with scenes which haven't uh, included in the international versions and I think for a versions for Grandmaster a version below two hours I think this is the best version could you talk about, um, and then we'll open it up for some questions from the audience, but just your approach to directing the action sequences or the fight sequences, uh, because there's so much um, revelation of, of character and drama. Um, the scenes are so precise, precisely worked out, and are working on an emotional level, in addition to the just kinetic excitement. I mean, you can enjoy them purely as action, but you're, there's so much um, sort of poetry and drama within the choreography of the fights. That means it's not exciting. No, that means it also. It's also. Oh, what poetry means it's not exciting. It means it's more exciting. No, it's. Uh, I, I I still remember the first date I I I, I met with uh, Yuan Hoping, uh, our action choreographer. Uh, we call him Ba Ye, which is because he's much senior than us. And I told him that uh, I want this uh, kung fu film to be very authentic. That means. We are not going to do something very fancy, no wires, mm. no flyings. Everything has to stick to, to to gravities, and each of the actions they have to be like uh, honest with the styles. Like if Tony is going to be the Wing Chun master, every move he made has to be Wing Chun, and like Zhang Ji is like she's a master of Bagua, so she has to be perfect in a Bagua move. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very very complicated yeah. in in a technical sense because it's like we are not working only with um, Yuan Hoping and his team, but we also have all the trainers because the trainer have trained Tony and G for two years, so they both on set, and sometimes it's very hard to have like the real master on set because they always said, "Well, our technique is so good." We are not going to like fight for fifteen minutes. It's always one punch, and sometimes it's so fast you don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to do something because we are not going to 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 do something uh, embarrass them. And then we have to start asking them to do this move slowly. And then we're trying to analyze this move and to shoot it in a different way, different speeds. To carry the speed and the power of it. Hmm. Okay, well, let's take some questions. So just raise your hand. I'll uh, repeat. Just Okay, you're ready to go here. So go ahead. Thank you so much for yet another beautiful long um, One of the things that struck me so much about this film was the authenticity of it and that we're seeing martial arts in ways that we haven't seen it previously in other films. But I also find that the Grandmaster title is a little bit deceptive, and you just mentioned that you've spoken to many Grandmaster uh, Grandmasters mm. in your research, and so I wondered if, while you were doing that research, if you then discovered that if Mon could be a Grandmaster, it's not his character could be a Grandmaster, the old Grandmaster uh, was all part of it, and what sort of the funny about was so that you had encountered many grandmasters um, in making the film, and the film uh, depicts them. So I guess one question is: the film is called the Grand Master, but was the consideration of calling it the Grand Grandmasters? 
What, what about In that? fact, it's a very good question. It's uh, we went through this process. Uh, I can tell you the the changes or the metamorphosis of our film titles. Uh, at the beginning, we called this film the the Grand Master because we thought it's going to be about Yip Man. And then later on, we felt like, well, it's more than just, it's not only about Yip Man. There's so many Grand Masters in the film. So we call the film The Grand Masters. But at the end, when we finish the film, when I look at the film, it is advice from my son, actually. He said, well, I, I don't think you should call this film The Grand Master because it's like, uh, it's a bit like, um, uh, <clears throat> not very catchy. Not very nice. Because he said, well, he said you should call the film The Grandmaster because it's not about the number of grandmasters in the film, but it's really about the state of mind of being a grandmaster. And I think that makes sense. So we changed the, the, the title back to Grandmaster. And it seems like, uh, like the back and forth, but in fact, it's, it shows and as like a, well what process we went through during this the making this film okay okay all the way in the back that's fine we can hear you can just scream yeah feel free <laughs> uh, thank you for several months like back in 2010 as an art assistant in the Grandmasters so it's how I met you, how excited I am now to see this movie and your city. And uh, uh, the, the, can I ask like two questions? Go ahead. <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I don't, let's start with one and see how it we goes. We start with one. We'll see how it goes. First one is, like, um, I'm curious why most of you know this, especially in Chinese, and with the title, with the four words. Like, every movie, the title is uh, composed of words in Chinese. Is that the special Why you Just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, honestly, it's true because it's much easier to have like because in a way to be graphic, it's like always better to with four words, you know. <laughs> okay, let's hear the second question because I'm I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> I would be wondering all night if we didn't hear. <laughs> Go ahead. I know it's about the chapters, and I'm asking this with all respect. Would you like to see my reserve and my application? <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't hear you. I think she would. Honestly, uh, he's not an excuse. Okay. Something about her film, helping out with her film school application. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk afterwards. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Right over here. I'm curious if the film expressed your feelings about where you are at in your age, and so many techniques in filmmaking are, you know, going away. Some of that in this film is, is like is it a similar thing filmmaking to martial arts? Yeah, I still feel like the kids outside of the door. In terms of filmmaking, filmmaking, and, there, and there's so many things I want to do, and there's, I, I, I think, well, like today, there's so many possibilities. 
like uh, you have different uh, way medium to express yourself. So it's always like you have to keep the curiosities. It's always like, like Godard said, it's the first rose and the only rose, right? You, you have always to to be like fresh and curious. Okay, over here. Yeah. yeah. Um, just curious about how in this day and age, when it seems that uh, great filmmakers such as yourself uh, are are having a harder time financing films, you shoot for twenty two months. That's amazing, uh, and I'm just curious to know uh, how you could uh, manage the financing this film, if it took a long time to put together, and uh, was it uh, interesting for you to uh, take such a long period of time, and also to shoot in mainland China, which uh, in, in the north, which I don't believe you ever had before. So, um, like I told you, I have the idea to make this film in 1998, and I could finally, to make this film, to start making this film, in 2007 hmm. so the time that we spent because we have to wait for the finance and I think it's because we are very lucky because of the growth of the Chinese markets which enable us to make this film to be able to to raise the finance to make this film so it took us like um, three years to make this film but we it took us more than 10 years to wait for these projects, to, this, to wait for these opportunities. And the film has already opened in, in China and been very successful. Yeah, six yeah. months ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Over here. In line with that question, may I ask what the budget was for the movie? We're in the process of budgeting up. <laughs> 25 million. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Okay, over here. Yes. Hi. Um, I have a question about style, actually, and either in terms of uh, cinematography or screenplay writing, how did you see the Kung Fu style as influencing the way you went about this film? So in some ways, like, how did you think about yourself as carrying on the torch or keeping the fire burning, so to speak? I'm not conscious about style. I think uh, the way you put your camera, you, why you shot this scene this way, there must be reasons. And uh, like uh, for for shooting the the martial arts scenes, the action scene in this film, it's because I spent so many times on the road, and I went through so many demonstrations. And each time, I just observe and take notes, and I know if they are going to to do this actions, this punch, and what is the mechanisms of the body? It's not only the arms, it's not only the fist, it's the whole co uh, coordination of his body. And, and, and the way you shoot it, you have to, like, to capture the essence of it. I remember uh, we, have a, we have a doctor with us during the shoot, and basically he's the doctor of the Chinese uh, martial art like, uh, national team. He also practiced like Bagua. And when he looked at the, 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 the first cut of the train station scene, he told me, he said, well, I practiced Bagua for 25 years, and this is the first time I felt that you, someone catch the punch of Bagua. And he felt like, well, it's almost like 
in a very hot summer day have a ice Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's exactly what he told me. Okay, over here. Do you have any intention of uh, creating another kung fu movie, or uh, maybe like a create a loosely based trilogy that you have done before based on kung fu? It's possible if we can, uh, if we can, we if we can raise the finance because it's 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 uh, actually. Uh, very expensive to shoot an uh, action film if you have to be that precise, you know. Can you talk a little bit about the sound design? I mean, because we're talking about, we talked about visual style, but it's such an intricate and beautiful sound, uh, you know, use of sound in the film. <laughs> he wants every details, you know. <laughs> so, uh, basically, um, I think for this film, uh, what we have to differentiate mostly is um, in the north it's basically all the compositions of the film visually and in, in terms of sound wise because in the north basically we are shooting most of the most of the time outdoor it's like all the framings are like horizontal and in the south it's basically Almost every scene is indoor, and because this in the south the the architecture is very basically is vertical, so we have we have to 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 to, sh to frame the shots and to give the sense like it's very indoor it's very enclosed so in this film there's three chapters, and we have to like create different ambience and the way to play with the sound like in Hong Kong it's more urban. And in in the north is more like a, a vertical or horizontal, and in the in the in the in the south is more like enclosed and vertical, and and actually because we have worked with Dolby uh, for a Dolby version for the U.S. release, which was uh, unfortunately we 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 don't have this equipment here. But you will see it in the theaters later on because this is the first time we work with this system, and actually it creates so, because there's so many like 3D pictures visually, but sound-wise, I think that systems is a, a new experience because you you actually can hear the rain is dropping on your head and you can see the snow flying in in front of your face. So it's it's also very very like. Uh, Interesting experience. This is a 32 track um, sound, the utmost system. 60, I think. 60, okay. Yes. So All the speakers is above your head. Right. So some of the theaters will have that in, yes, right. in Manhattan. Selected so, theaters. So look look, look out for that when you yes. see the film again. <laughs> okay, uh, over there, and then we'll come down here. Go ahead. Uh, I was wondering, because by the time you started making the movie, this would have been the first Iman movie out there, and now there have been in the last yeah. five, seven years First of all, I want to say something about uh, the situation of traditional martial arts today. 
in in China today, the uh, the traditional ma- the martial art, Chinese martial art exists in two forms. One is called competitive uh, uh, martial arts, which support by the states, by the governments. It's it, there's no school. Basically, it's like a combinations of different skill, and so it's considered as sports. It's for the Olympics, and and the so-called traditional uh, uh, Chinese martial arts is mostly exists in private or by individuals. And I remember uh, during my, my research, I went to a small town in the center of China, and um, I am looking for a very famous uh, um, masters, Xing Yi masters. <coughs> and it, uh, it was in, a, in a, a very cold winter morning, snowing, five o'clock. I, I went to a train stations, and, and I found this masters there. He was training with his students, around 30 of them. And the youngest of his students is 55. Hmm. Because they can only focus on these arts when they retired. Hmm. So, uh, in fact, during these three years, I've been, I've been like meeting with all these um, great martial artists. And they've been very, very generous to, and supportive to share all this techniques, ex- experience, and some secrets of the skill to me, because they want and they they assume this film will bring some awareness to uh, the younger generations about the the situation of the traditional Chinese martial arts today. And in, I, I'm, I'm, I even though there's so many uh, um, films about men made after we announced the pictures, but I, I don't think that's a problem. And actually, I think it's good to have more films like this to bring the awareness to the audience, to our, gener- uh, our younger generations, about like, well, we have to, to take care, and we have to pay attention, and we have to support this traditional Chinese martial art, because this is, uh, today, uh, we are talking about the modernization of China, but I don't think the modernization of China is merely the westernization of it. It's time for us to revisit some of our heritage. And I think Chinese martial art basically is not only just a weapon, not a comeback skill, but there's certain wisdoms mm-hmm. and philosophies which is so valuable to us today. So I, 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 I'm, I don't have any problem if there's so many films about Yip Man. I think it's a good thing. And I, th- I, I wish there would be more, not only about Yip Man, but more about like traditional Chinese martial arts. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Okay, just take a few more. So um, down here. Yeah, I, wanted, I was interested in finding out, compared to your past films, and how you go about telling the stories visually and, and your approach coming up, Yeah, it can it can take hours to talk about this, but but I I just give you an example. Today, this morning, I read a book, it's talking about making foods, right? 
and and they said there's a in when you it's basically more I I I don't see much difference from making a film. You said when you're making a food, it's there's a, there's there's words called amplitude. So if a good if the food is good, it's, it gives it's high in amplitude, and high in amplitude means the ingredients work so well and so well, well balanced that it becomes an experience so unique that you cannot isolate, like the single elements of it. Hmm. It's like Coca-Cola. It's like it's so well balanced. It's Coca-Cola, right? <laughs> so to make a film, I think the goal is like this: you don't think too much about this and that. And you just put it together, and at a certain point, what you want is experience like that. It's so well balanced. You won't you won't be so conscious about like what is that shot, what is that color, what is that costume, what is that acting. It gives you an experience, or it gives you an aftertaste. When you walk out of cinema, you have something to chew on. <laughs> that wasn't a product placement. That answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't change overnight. I'm still I'm still I'm still that person. So it's like there's certain things that still matters to me. Uh, I want to make sure we could talk. We haven't mentioned Z's uh, performance, which is so amazing. Could you talk about? And her? you promised this this your part. You're going to talk like five minutes about Z's performance. I did. I promise that. Yes. No, you, no, your turn. Go ahead. She was great. What was? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's like um, as as you can see, it it is uh, it is not easy for Tony, but it's even hard for for G because she's she don't have any martial arts background. So when you have a chance, check it out on YouTube about the making of of this film. You can see what kind of training she went through. And 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 in fact, in this film, she's not only doing like a, a woman who kick ass. It's not just a, like a kung fu girl, because in this film, she also have to get have the elegance and the quality of the woman's in the republic's times. Because hmm. when the the Qing dynasty was overthrown, there's great men's, but also there's great women's from all walks of life. They are like opera singer, they are martial artists, they are intellectual, and they want to have their own life. They don't want to be like a stereotype. They don't want to be a good wife, just a good wife or a good mother. They want to have their career. They all they all want their own ambitions. And I think Zhang Ji, the the characters going are basically is a combinations, is a symbol of that quality. And I think uh, Ji did a very good job. Okay, I just have time for one more. So who has a great last question? Over here? Yeah. Thank you very much. I have watched both versions of this, uh, the Grandmaster. So the question is, will you be considering other versions of the Grandmaster in the future? Uh, the rumor is you might be making a four-hour version of this. 
I have only two hours, so the, the other two you have to make it in your mind, you know, <laughs> in your imaginations. <laughs> and if you watched it um, illegally, you can give his, Wong his um, his five dollars now that he should get. You know, that's the deal. <laughs> um, okay, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening. The Pinewood Dialogues at Museum of the Moving Image are made possible by generous support from the Pannonia Foundation. To learn more about the museum, visit www.movingimage.us.